Hello, my name is Savi. I am from Savi and the Winch, and today we'll be talking about the new release we have called I'm Not Ignoring You, I'm Just Overwhelmed. To start things off, I think it'd be good to hear how you all met and started making music together at the Winch. Um, well, I went to SA with one of the boys and then um, I kind of was just still making music with him, which his name is Hakeem, he's the bassist. And a few years down the track, he just invited me out to a first Thursday gig watching Circling Sun. And I met all the boys and then it went from there to where we are now. Yeah, we all met at the Circling Sun at East Street and then we, I don't know, we all just came up with this grand plan to go down to the Portland Jazz Club and just like do a freestyle there. And like I was so nervous at the time. <laughs> but yeah, we turned up there and like we actually couldn't get on the stage. Um, so then we ended up going back to the Winchester, which is like the studio. And yeah, we just jammed. And I think we just immediately knew that like we wanted to just make music together. We were kind of just like for most of the part just jamming heaps and then coming up with like all these like real epic songs mm. but yeah it was all mainly done at the winch like that's where it was mm. all and recorded the, and done yeah but i guess at first it was all cell phone recordings and so we heaps would of like demos at, at the, the end of the night aaron would actually you would mix them is that right yeah, so I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd put my phone on, it would be like maybe seven hours of just straight <laughs> songs. We'd go home at like 5am and I'd mix it, send them out, chop them up as like demos, and then we'd choose which ones were like worth pursuing, kind of thing. So mm. that was like a, a nice way to do it, I think. And I guess we got to the point where it was like, we have so much like material now we kind of need to manifest it into something, you know, because otherwise all these songs are just going to get, like, lost into the abyss. The dynamic is quite nice because we can, a lot of us can just switch instruments. It's, obviously we have our own preferred instrument, but it is nice being able to just switch it up and have different combinations of people start the song or come in to write a newbie section or something like that. It's quite nice to be able to um, do that, which is cool. Because we're all, um, three of us are actually producers ourselves as well, so it's nice that we have the majority of us, four, sorry, um, that can kind of have that kind of oversight on a lot of the productions. So that I think that's quite valuable, yeah. 
so the the winch is actually formed by Willie Farrier from No Cigar, and he started, kind of started it and he set up the space with a bunch of instruments and invited in a bunch of other musicians to stay there as like accommodation. I guess over time, slowly met people that lived, I think actually Ethan and Hakeem studied together and Aaron. And so they brought us all through like one by one and we all kind of like realised there's this like interesting vibe that's happening here. And so just you guys yeah, jam most nights until yes. like 4am, like ridiculous. It was pretty hectic was like jamming. times. It and was like so fun. It was incredible. And actually I wasn't really playing much instruments at that point. I was mainly like witnessing it and I'm more of an artist, I'm a visual artist. And so um, Aaron told me to come in. He's like, "You've got to, you've got to come in and like, yeah, like do some painting or something." So I actually bought an easel and canvas and painted while they made music, and that kind of like was a thing for a little bit. And we'd play with that and just create for the sake of creating. Yeah, the Winchester was always just like a collective of friends and we were just having so much fun and I guess it just slowly ramped up into something a little bit more, yeah, taking a little bit more seriously. Mm -hmm. And then we also dedicated a trip away um, to kind of finish all the songs off, essentially write anything else. Yeah. Mm. That's what we did. Yeah. We went out to Cuddy Cuddy and it was this beautiful spot on the point and um, that was the agenda was to kind of like, let's just like, I guess get some ideas out and flowing. I've been lost, so I found my wings. Holding hope and I'm finding peace. Though I thought I was in the clear. Oh, I just can't escape the fear. I can't escape. In the context of us coming to the winch and just jamming there for like how long, like a year maybe, somebody had to capture that and like figure out a way to make it efficient and like come out how we wanted it to come out. Because we kept going back to the demos, which is like obviously the artist's biggest nightmare, demo artists. But um, <laughs> we actually ended up re-recording everything because we had a gig at Portland Public House and I'd record the rehearsals and then send them out so that, that people could listen to them um, to rehearse and we'd listened back to those recordings and we'd just we'd prefer those over the actual productions so that meant we ended up going back and just recording most of it live because we wanted to capture like we figured out that it was everyone's chemistry that made the records sound amazing We actually wanted, was it Control to be our first one? But then real last minute, I remember Aaron just like messaging me being like, I have a feeling Swing in Both Ways is the one. Like, and I kind of was like, nah, like, I don't think so. Like, I don't think it should be the first one. Should we like Control or something? And he's like, no, 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 we're going to do it. And then it turned out to be like real good. When we played live, we put that as the first song and it has that like intro that's quite... Like, it's cinematic, mm, yeah. you know, like it just felt right to have that to 
kind of tee us off to the public. You know, mm. it felt nice. Yeah. And it is like one of the kind of different ones. Swing of Both Ways was the one we were like, let's just see what will happen. Mm. We, this is our first release, yeah. cut it because it was the first song so we were just like we're gonna make we'll make better songs like and then we just kept coming back to it and it was i don't know there was something about it that just it it just sounded like us more than a lot of other songs that we made so Mm -hmm. i think it was nice to have that in there because it was just consistently us kind of thing as well we didn't change it no yeah You're still hurting as you look 
Amiga Boro. Yeah, because that had a, an original name. It was yeah. called, like, it was just called Go. De La Amiga Boro yeah. wasn't in it until, like, way later, where Willie was just like, I think you should have, like, some of your native tongue, like, in one of the songs. He was like, Farsi is, like, such a cool language. I hear you, like, talking to your mum on the phone all the time. Like, you know, it's real interesting. You should just find something that matches, like, the lyrics and put it in there. And so... It kind of just worked, eh? Yeah, so it goes, oh, my heart saying stay, my mind saying go. And then De La Miguelboro is saying, like, my heart is saying go, like, kind of, like, as well. That's why I, like, added that in there. There was this song that me and my mum would always listen to in Farsi, and it's, like, he says, like, that line in it as well, so I'm, like... I'm gonna put that in there as well because it just means something. That's my mum's favourite song because she's like, I love that one. Sitting here silence. Waiting. 
Honestly, the reason why I love that one so much is the demo that we have from Kare Kare. And I just, that song, I connected with like heaps that night as well. Yeah, there was just something about that song. I don't really know how to put it into words, but it's just like a feeling, I guess. And also when we wrote it as well, there was just some breakthroughs coming in. So I was just like, you know, I like the song. That was my reason to why. Yeah. It was definitely like a height of our writing trip. We kind of started hitting a wall at some point and there was like a kind of like a miscommunication between 
what we were playing and what she was kind of vibing with. And then we had a little break, we had some conversations, we came back and then we just landed on remnants of control. And then it just, yeah, it was a, a nice breakthrough when we thought we were kind of coming to the end of our like spark creatively. So it was nice to have that thrown in the mixer, I think. Why can't I go? My heart feels so out of control. Hands off the wheel. I'm on the fast track, hoping to bounce back. Another drink for two. Finding a sweet spot, better to babe that. because we always say how it's called bounce back but we don't say bounce back in it we say bounce back in control so I'm like I don't know how that <laughs> makes up but um but yeah I don't know I think this was also a breakthrough one this was one of the first ones we did that we kept as well yeah it was just basically about just 
being sick of someone and just saying, you know what? You never told the line, bro. So I'm saying goodbye kind of thing. And I think everyone could kind of relate to that song as well when we first wrote it. So we were all just like, this is, this is cool. We initially, we, we wrote the music before, like we, uh, I think it was me, Harris and Ethan Anson, who's another producer. Um, and we wrote it as a, like a three piece percussion. percussion. <laughs> like that's how the song started. It was just three of us just banging on drums pretty much. Full live take. And um, we were all going through quite similar things in which Savi ended up writing about without us even like commuting, communicating that to her. Um, so it all was very spooky how it came together. Um, but yeah, that's how it went down. But Hakeem, Hakeem like found this angel Fran and she plays like the sax and flute and stuff in some of the other songs as well and she just came in and just I don't was like exactly what it needed yeah. it we didn't really have to say anything she, yeah, she just, just came just through and did it done seasoned yeah. I think it chose itself to be honest. Yeah. yeah, I think there was like, there was a lot of like, um, kind of depression within that like period of a lot of people's lives. At least, yeah, there was a lot of hectic things going on in everyone's lives. So I think, I don't know, it kind of channeled 
those like underlying tones of that. It was perfect. And for a while when we would play that at the winch, after it, everyone would just be completely silent. Like, and we would all just mm. be like, are we okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would yeah. instantly cry all the time, like when we first wrote it and mm. would jam it, but oh my God. I think also a lot of artists say that they make the music that they want to listen to. So I think at that point in time, that's what we wanted to listen to, you know? I'd rather say I'd see you soon At least I know For hope there's room It's never easy letting go been quite alright, but I hate goodbyes. I'd rather say I'd see you soon. At least I know for hope there's room. It's never easy letting go. Been quite alright, but I hate goodbyes.